And we are back after a huge long hiatus, still star-crossed, back on ABC, and this was one hell of an episode to come back in on. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> this is better. And we're back. <laughs> Long hiatus. How was your yeah. 4th of July? It was good. Yours? It was good. How was Italy? Oh my gosh. You went to the home of Verona. I know. I And it's so funny because watching this episode, you could see like all the architecture and the buildings mm-hmm. are still true to, you know, that like a time period that way. It A lot of places in Italy still do look like that. Oh my God. That's yeah, amazing. It was cool. Like I'm so jealous. Yeah. Well, of course, I spent the 4th in a. In a different country. Oh, that's that's fine. Keep me on a boat in Venice <laughs> or Verona and I'll be fine. Yeah. I don't care. All right, after buzzers, welcome to our late, late show for Still Star Cross. My name is Candace Cruz and you can find me on all my social media at Candace R. Cruz. And we are joined by my lovely co-host. And I'm Olivia Gabre. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, the real underscore O underscore G. You are the real OG. That's correct. You already back-to-back episodes tonight. 11 yeah. o'clock, late night. You know, the late night after buzz. Yeah. But, I mean, we have a different time this week, but Still Starcross actually also has a different time. It's all over the place. Yeah. Now, So now they're airing on Saturdays as opposed to when? Mondays? It was Mondays. They moved to Saturdays. Nice. So from like a prime time spot to a weekend spot, which you know what that means. Makes me really nervous. Yeah, Yeah, I know what it means, but I'm trying to stay positive here. (laughs) I did read that the show, uh, they weren't ordering any more episodes after the ones that they had already made. Um, You know, sometimes there is still hope if if the turnout ends up better. I mean, if the fans out there, like, are you guys watching? Like, if you really don't want this to end, like, I've seen shows come back from the dead from, like, different people tweeting out and like a lot of online line and social engagement, but the numbers just haven't been what they were expecting with it being like a Shonda Rhimes show, her producing it. And then like, I there's know. so much hype about it. And Don't I you love kind of it. feel bad? I feel bad a little because she, she's always winning and she always gets the good shows. Yeah. And now this one's kind of an L, but everybody takes one in their career. Yeah. Not everyone can have, hundred percent like perfect awesome whatever not like this show was bad no. and to be honest i think this show like in every element of it was geared up towards success you have such a dynamic cast mm-hmm. um you're doing something completely revolutionary within television which we've talked about right. you're doing a topic that people have always loved and admired like something that's been like shared for centuries and putting a new spin on it, I just don't know if it was the best time right. or, or what it was that was missed in translation or maybe starting in the summer versus fall. Something Some, just didn't click. When you, I think when you take that many risks, especially in television, which mm-hmm. isn't, you know, it isn't what it's used to be. There's not really room for what ifs and chances because not as many people are even watching as yeah. they once were. And now, of course, it's still star-crossed. Um, you can access it through Hula, uh, Hulu, so you can stream it and things like that. But um, I, I could see that viewers are still probably getting used to a lot. Yeah. And this show is definitely a curveball in many ways. And it's not an easy show to pick up. Yep. Like, you have to really watch every single detail. Like, this episode, the most of the, the juice was at the end, mm-hmm. you know? So, like... 
It's just long. I feel like it would have done a lot better if it was online versus being on a huge Cable, network. Yeah. It's just one of those shows. Like Harlots is doing, I think, pretty well. But it's all based on Hulu versus a huge network. So, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, if it, it was go. on Hulu the entire season, yeah. you can't really necessarily get canceled True. because you would have had... Do like a 10-episode order and you're yeah. done and at least see if it like picks up. Or it's just a different see. dynamic. Yeah. Cable's tricky these days. I mean, I still love the show, so I'll keep watching till it's not watching anymore. Yeah. So you guys that are still like huge fans of it or like it, like, I mean... We'll stick with us because we'll we're st- here stick till with the us. end. By default. (laughs) By default. We're not here by choice. We are here by choice. But um, this episode, episode four, I feel like it's been such a while. Like recap of episodes one through three. I couldn't even, I couldn't believe we're only on episode four. I feel like like we should be on like six or seven. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I also feel like it was a really dramatic jump from episode three to episode four maybe in the time lapse or something but the fact that we went from like they just got betrothed which Mm -hmm. is where we left off in episode three and did the ceremony and this random person that we still don't know his name do we the the hooded mask guy that Uh, he was a montreux he was trucia was it trucia okay for some odd reason i mixed him up with the guy no he was he was in that point he just didn't get killed then he tried to rape rosalind yeah, that was one in the same. They are, fr- and well, Truccio. I, I mean, he earlier. was he was from the Montague family, but very removed, very, right? Yes. yes, yes, yes. And um, see, it's been a while. I mean, I don't want to like. It's just crazy because he's a Montague, and then the person he's working with is a Capulet. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know who he's working for specifically, because the guy that with yeah, working with. But um, after this big whole debacle. We open with, like, now we left off with the alliance that was mm-hmm. formed between Benvolio and Rosalind. And then we open with, like, Benvolio going and trying to go out with his betrothed. And, of course, that's going to throw the Capulet into, like, questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think the alliance is going to stay strong? Between Ro- yeah, Rosalind between and Benvolio. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I knew from the beginning that they were going to form an alliance because they're both stuck in a situation that neither necessarily wants to be in. Mm-hmm. And really, their only, their only like common goal is to not get married and not be together. And, and they're going to fall in love thing. because they don't want to get married. Doesn't exactly. that always happen? Just because they don't want it to happen. Yeah. It will probably happen. Yeah. But... Um, you know, they have a common interest and they're the only two same people in this world of families that are pushing them to do things that they don't want to do. So I think that only makes their bond stronger. Yeah. I really did like this episode um, in general, but simply because of the relationship that we see as it grows mm-hmm. between like um, becoming not necessarily a friendship yet. I think it's at the verge of becoming a friendship, but it's more of an alliance that's stronger, that they're starting to get to know more and more of each other. And their backstories, because we they neither knew the other person that well, other than their last name. Like, the first place Benvolio takes Rosalind, which I found really interesting. He's like, let's go out with my betrothed. And he's like, okay, you can wait here. And I'm like, you literally just picked her up. Yeah, well, they were going to do some investigating, but I don't know what the point was to... Bring her along? Yeah. Beyond me. 
if you were just going to ask her to to do something else. Like, I mean, hey, maybe they come hang out with me. Yeah. But I'm not going to actually hang out with you. You're just going to come to the place where I'm at and I'm going to go like do my thing. You maybe he out. just did it just to like prove something to Lord Capulet and mm-hmm. to show that their love was real, whatever. But, um, you know, in true Rosalind fashion, obviously she pushes to go and even she's so disturbed in the brothel and you could tell by what she's saying and the look on her face but she stuck it out just but i feel like well just not to spite him but half to spite him the other half because she truly wants to get to the bottom of everything um which she does but it's so funny the way the prostitutes handle this it's like every word they need they need some a money. Coin. They're it's smart like women. Five They're cents like, a word. Give me my money. Yeah. Give me my money. But I, I, yeah, I think it was interesting and humbling for her to realize, like, she did make the comment, you know, I was a servant about a week ago. Yeah, now, but fact, I'm like a servant you never for really a royal were, family though. that she was a servant, but in a different way. It's like she was a very luxurious. Yeah, <laughs> servant, this is the first so. time she was probably exposed to a lifestyle that way because. You know, she came from money and a a higher background, Mm -hmm. so um, it was still a shock shock to her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how much people divulge when they go to a brothel, that she actually knew (laughs) all of that stuff. Yeah. I know. Well, he that's why he knew automatically, but if you think about Mm -hmm. it, that's the way Benvolio treats it as well. Yes, Here he 100%. is talking to this woman who he Test, he no, continuously Tesla, goes to see. Stella. And she knows pretty much everything about him. So 100%. he knew better than to think that... Other people weren't doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And um, it's I, I saw a little bit of, like, jealousy come across Rosalind when she met... A little bit. Stella. Like, why do you know her? Uh-huh. Like... A little protective edge there, which I like. For liked. someone who doesn't even like him. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want what you have, but as soon as someone else wants it, you're like, no, no, you can't have my shiny toy. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't have this. What are you talking about? I didn't want it, but now I do. But My shiny toy. My shiny toy. <laughs> I mean, he is a very shiny toy. I do, do like Benvolio a little bit. Yeah, he's handsome. He's very handsome to look at. But, um... Going along past that, talking a little bit about, um, you know, Prince Escalus and Princess Isabel and their whole relationship as well being left in the dust after the whole betrothal debacle in this town square. Like, the, what is the proper term for it? The guy, the liaison between Verona and Venice. Right. Was well, he because. Representative or. He was an ambassador. Thank you. Um, and it's eleven o'clock, guys. It it was clear <sighs> that you know uh, Escalus and Isabella's biggest fear was happening right before them, mm-hmm. right? Because he's expressing to them that you know, as an outside area looking in, city, state, whatever it is, um, you appear weak. There's so many wars and things going on between you, and we want to like we want to stay out of it. We don't really want anything to do with you because it's it makes our people in danger and basically now they're in panic mode and this is the first time Aeschylus really had to deal with something of this caliber in his position as prince and for the first time 
money money can't fix it and usually money can fix everything but venice is not accepting money to mend this relationship but instead they're asking for something a lot more shady than that uh yeah princess isabella's virtue i didn't see that coming I, I didn't either. But what is that to their benefit? Like, yes, she's a woman, but because she's a princess of Verona, Verona. does that mean, like, is she, is she of benefit to them in any way? I don't think it's a benefit. I mean, when you they don't just need like money, her. If, if you don't need money, what else do you want? She's just you pretty want, and You desirable. want a challenge or pleasure or something of that, like, accolade. Like, you yeah. won something or you achieved something. Sleazy. If she has virtue and she's one of the highest women of Verona, like... You won, I guess. I don't know. And I think it would make you look like the big man on campus. Yeah, basically. But then what happened to her? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like him. Like, I didn't realize he was going to be that sleazy. Because he opened... Well, I take that back. As soon as he opened the door and he's like... She's wanting to talk to him and just, you know, kind of... Yeah. Do her, like, social hour that she does to mend things... And then opens the door, and the prince is standing right there. And, of course, he just basically put her in a corner. Like, didn't trust him from that point. Well, and it's obvious uh, at that point in time what they true or hit what he truly thinks of Princess Isabella. He doesn't Like, trust about her, yeah. her worth and about her as a person. He, he already had an ulterior motive, and mm-hmm. that probably just escalated it even more because he's showing her this character that is true to his intentions. And it just makes it easier for and him. He also realizes, I think, that she has a want yep. to be involved in everything. So if he couldn't get through to the prince, the fact that she was already like... This is his segue. His segue into it. Like, she'll give in. Yep. Type of thing is what his mentality is. But I did like Prince Aeschylus, like, standing his ground. Yeah. Well, it's his sister. How, right? How are but you he's supposed been so to react? shady lately, though. It's to be true. honest, like he's given up the love of his life multiple times. Flip flopped, which I did not like him for that at all. Like multiple, three. Yeah, times. I suppose he could have gone either way. He could have just allowed it to happen. He's or... so stuck on the fact that he wants Verona to succeed and to make his dad proud, regardless of the fact that his dad has already passed. Mm-hmm. He's trying to prove a point. So whatever terms necessary I think he was willing to do it so I was kind of shocked that he actually like protected his sister to be honest yeah but good for him though yeah he had a mean punch and uh, and I feel like yeah. she's against him no matter what no matter what he does in her eyes she, of course. He, he can't win no the fact that she goes in she's like why would you do this yeah and he's and, like I was protecting you she, oh but, but turn, still. Yeah, but still, come on. Like, of course, it's like the little sister dilemma. Like, I could have done it myself. Mm-hmm. I could have stood it for myself. I'm big and bad. Yeah, like I could make decisions on my own. Yeah. Well, I mean, her making decisions leads into, you know, Tessa Montague, which is a whole new character that was introduced in this episode, which I cannot stand her. Right. And again... Manipulative, conniving, just evil. And it's funny that Isabella has... Such a this is the second time in the episode that we see a Capulet and Montague tie because Isabel is really, you know, she's indifferent because she is royal, but she has a relationship with a woman who's a Montague and a really close relationship. And we also know she had a really close relationship with Rosaline, who is a Capulet, you know. So it how do you have two best she... friends from two, like, families that are enemies? 
And the, I'm interested to see the backstory of how in the world Tessa became her, like, mentor. Mm-hmm. And the princess became a protege of some sort. Because she clearly, like, leans into whatever Tessa tells her. Like, respects her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there could even be a plot twist of how she could be involved in the family. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know Tessa's role, but obviously she's prominent to many people in many Mm -hmm. different ways, but we don't really have a backstory on her now other than that she's just a part of the family. And and she was in Scotland for a while. Yeah. Which we don't know why she's in Scotland, but apparently she learned a few things. (laughs) This is what we're seeing. Um, But her relationship with her brother, like the automatic moment where she's saying like that Benvolio is a stain on the family... Just, you know that she has ulterior motives. Well, yeah, she she has other plans. Yeah. And her saying, don't cross me, brother. Like, I, I could see her easily going over both of their heads. Over the older brother and Benvolio at the same time. Well, and because Mont... I mean, with Capulet, we have Lady Capulet, mm-hmm. who has a voice. But in the Montague family, this is Just the first Lord time Montague. that... Um, a woman has a voice or there's even a woman present at all. Mm-hmm. And she's rightfully already born into the family. She mm-hmm. wasn't married into it. So I think she has even more of a say than Lady Capulet did because she married into the family versus being like blood born and through. Yeah. And again, this Montague family came from nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was generations after generations where, I mean, at that time, a woman's role was much different, but I would imagine especially so in a family that, you know, grew up a certain way to make the men prominent as opposed to, you know, struggling as a family and coming up as a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And um, kind of fast-forwarding a little bit past the brothel and kind of getting into the heart of where... Rosalind Benvolio, Tessa, and all of the Montague family kind of intertwine, where um, Rosalind and Benvolio keep going to look for this uh, Capulet. Grammio. Grammio. And because he was working with Drusio, mm-hmm. is what they find out through the brothel. So they find him. And, and find out he was a Capulet. Yes. And found out in a, at a bar in a mm-hmm. Capulet part of town that it, he looks this way, he has a scar on his face, and where he could be found, mm-hmm. and that he spends so much time at this bar. So that's where Benvolio ultimately goes to look for him. Mm-hmm. While well, Rosalind goes off to visit her home, and they have their little conversation yeah. about the family, which I found really, like, heartbreaking. And Benvolio follows her, although he hates her, but he doesn't want her dead body, like, on his... Conscience. Yeah. Yeah, but it was nice to see a little bit more of, like, her backstory and finding out. Like, I think we already knew how he died and whatnot, but to have a little bit more of the humanity of that story and Benvolio finally realizing that, Mm -hmm. I think it made her more human to him as well because before it was just her last name, like he hated her. But after they leave the house, that's when we end up having the confrontation between uh, Gremio and... Because he just walked past him and noticed the scar and knew Mm -hmm. it was him. And as soon as he called his name, Grimeo knew what exactly what was happening. And then some random guy with a mask comes out of nowhere and kills him. And obviously, apparently, I missed the maneuver of how it happened, but somehow his crest ended up getting pinned. Like Benvolio's crest got pinned to Grimeo. 
so it was obviously a setup. And it I'm, was a setup. I'm wondering if, like, they knew that he was looking for Grammio. And oh, I'm sure. Is this masked person completely on the outside? Of I don't it know all? if he's completely on the outside. I feel like more and more as we go into, like, different predictions, I think there it may be someone similar that's an outside party outside of both of the families. Mm-hmm. But, like,. He had to have overheard a conversation in the pub or something of that nature in order for him to know, like, that he was looking for him. Right. And, but what does that mean for Grammio and for, um, Truccio? They've got to have a bigger plan or more people involved. It can't just be these two people. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't have killed them or set them They're, up in a place where I they mean, would have. Yeah, they must killed. not have been that worthy to whoever no. is running all of this because they're both eliminated pretty quickly. Mm hmm. Because if they were key players within this whole chess match of what's going on, then they wouldn't have been disposed of. They would have been the ones doing the killing. And they are disposable, so that just makes me think that there are a lot more people involved in this than they probably anticipate. And that crazy lady, do you think she was part of the setup too, the one yelling that he killed a Capulet? Oh, I don't know. She could have been at the right place at the right Right time. time. Mm -hmm. Or wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Whichever way you look at it. (laughs) That's true. But, I mean, he Benvolio, as soon as he realizes that she's yelling it, he realizes it's a setup and, yep. you know, tries to save Rosalind. But um, I love that when Prince Aeschylus is talking to Rosalind about it, she's completely defending him 100%. Which brings into question their relationship, too, why Prince Aeschylus doesn't believe Rosalind on this whole situation either. I mean, maybe he believes her and he just doesn't want to believe her (laughs) because it probably hurts. It hurts him. The fact that she's here, like sticking up for this person who she supposedly didn't love. But at the same time, you made like you made them be together. Mm -hmm. So who are you now to? You can only blame yourself. Yeah. Who are you now to deny her of her truth and act like she's you know, not serious about it all. But at the same time, I could see maybe why he would think that she was lying. Maybe just he thought that he she was just trying to spite him. Maybe, but at the same time, it's like you're the one that wanted this alliance between the two families. Mm-hmm. Why would you kill that one shot of being an alliance? Right. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, if only one person in the town cried about it, mm-hmm. this woman... Why in the world would you basically hang this man that no one else saw kill this person? I and at this Sweep point, under the rug. I feel like Aeschylus just is hungry for power and needs to exercise his power because he's at the risk of losing everything, and he's probably so fed up with this whole Montague Capulet nonsense that he's just going to take extreme actions just to prove a point. I guess. I mean, I guess that's why I thought I agree with that because I thought that he would like throw his sister under the bus because he's just so hungry for power. Uh-huh. But what I found creepy about this whole scene was the fact that Lord Montague decides to come in and defend his step nephew. Step up to the plate. And in the same turn, I'm going to step up to the plate. And if my nephew can't perform, then I would be willing to take his place. Like, Does he really creeper? want the unity to be... No! Like... That just seems bizarre to me. Like, <laughs> that just makes me question his motives of all of it. Yeah. Like, I knew why he was getting Benvolio to marry, but, like, why would you Well, he really offer wants yourself? it that bad. And that was before he talked to his sister. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine, like, that duo coming together and the conversation they have about, like, even throwing Benvolio under the bus. 
I don't know. That whole family's just screwed up. Well, Tessa's Tessa's really sketchy. She she has another. She has other ideas. Oh, she wants. I she either wants that top place under the crown or she wants the crown. Exactly. I think those are the ways that she's trying to do it. Like the fact that she's sending Princess Isabella to go and do her bidding in Venice and encouraging Mm -hmm. her that way and encouraging her brother to send Benvolio under the chopping block. Like this woman's out to get something. Right. And, um, I feel like everybody is fighting. They're fighting for the top spot and they're fighting for power, but everybody's doing in their own underlying sketchy ways. And while they're trying to get Isabella to Venice because they're so concerned about their relationship with Venice. Um, they're also having difficulties with other areas too because we now see that Paris, who um, came on behalf of another area of Italy, is sketchier than we thought. Yeah, that whole conversation. Like, I I thought I loved him and Livia together. Like mm-hmm. it was so beautiful. To and see he seemed genuine, but I knew genuine. that he was planted there for a reason because we weren't sure why Lady Capulet was keeping him around yeah. and what what his use was to them, but now it's becoming more clear. Which is fascinating that that's like, I mean, she's a fantastic actress within the, like, obviously in the show, but as Lady (laughs) Capulet, because she seemed like she wanted him to die from the get-go after all of that happened. But this seems to be her whole master plot of her Mm -hmm. going and like, you know, Livia spills her heart out. That's extremely calculated though. How does she figure that's, that it would all lead to that because originally Livia just came upon them herself. Like yeah. she kind of walked in on them. And then since then, this is the type of relationship that's been unfolding. I mean, maybe it was just inevitable. And then she decided to, uh, Lady Capulet, you know, use it to her advantage. Mm-hmm. I think it was more that. Mm-hmm. Cause like she knows that Paris was the last one to see Juliet alive. Yeah. That she knows. And the fact that Romeo is the one that stabbed him. we know, mm-hmm. She knows that. So I feel like she was going to keep him regardless so that she could find out more about why okay. her daughter died. Yeah, I didn't even see it that way. But you're right, because she's she's so hungry for the answer. Mm-hmm. She wants to know what happened to Juliet. And she's even going as far to blame Rosalind. Oh, yeah. And then she saw the opportunity to push Livia in there after Livia found them. I think yep. she was like, oh, this could work. I'll just, like, turn a blind eye while she continues to, like, fall in love with him and then find out what I can get out of her. And her intuition was, I mean, to her, to the extent of her knowledge, her intuition was true, that being that um, Rosaline kind of not was the cause of Juliet's death but was involved in it in some mm-hmm. way. And because of Paris, now she knows that. Yeah. And Paris, the fact that he was saying all of that stuff, and wasn't protecting her at all. Like, and I can't remember the exact comment, but he did say something along the lines of like, um, it makes part of our plan. Or there was something that made me to believe that he is playing a part in all of this, like murder stuff, all mm-hmm. of this throwing both of the families against one another. Cause if he's being married into the Capulet family that we clearly know is in debt, mm-hmm. And doesn't have as much money as everybody thinks so. Like, why would an outside source come and take Juliet from this failing family? Well, Other than a motive of, like, taking over everything that they own within that town and turning the 
the families against one another. And also, well, yeah, I see that him coming in and doing that because if you know, Romeo and Juliet were still alive and Paris was in the the equation, mm -hmm. then the families wouldn't have, you know, wed and united and come together. But not really nobody knows about the Capulet's misfortunes except for the Montagues found out basically by accident. It wasn't yeah. really common knowledge. They sought it out themselves based on the cathedral that was being built. Um, and this is true because, I mean, he would have to pay yes. the dowry versus, so that makes sense. So, they so were the Catholics would have made oh, money course. off of this situation and ultimately maybe their poverty wouldn't have ever been found out. Mm -hmm. This is true. There's just a lot of, like, I mean, with the title of the show, a lot of mystery uh -huh. left. And I just, it leaves it so open-ended and even the whole... Like, Lady Capulet is now not only found out all that stuff about Paris, is starting to put the pieces together with the potion, too, and Friar Lawrence. And Friar Lawrence is in the hot seat as well. Yeah, because now nurse. that the nurse came to confess to him, now he's, he's one up because he realizes that people are starting to figure out the situation, and he doesn't want the heat to be on him, and that's definitely why he pushes it on to Benvolio, because he already knows Benvolio is under all this fire for supposedly murdering someone, supposedly kidnapping somebody, mm -hmm. and so he's just adding fuel to the fire. I just, and I, yeah, I agree with why Friar Lawrence did that. But, I mean, the boy needs to get out of town. Because sooner or later, people are going to realize it wasn't sorcery. Mm -hmm. There was a reason why that potion was there. I mean, the cat died and came back to life. But what does that mean? Like, so that I, yeah, I guess. Because that was Julie, that was the purpose of Juliet taking it. And she just took too much. So the cat just took the right amount? She didn't take too much. She took that, woke up, and then the two of them ended up taking... She took more of the potion because the way that they set this up didn't... Right, like her, the original plan was for her to take a little and, as the cat did, die, but then wake up again. But knowing that Romeo actually died from the potion, yeah. she took more than she was supposed mm -hmm. to, and that actually caused her death. It's just so... Ugh. It's so mixed up. There's so many, like, different storylines in I this know. show. I feel like there's so much more that we could even, like, touch on with, like, the whole uh, Stella and Benvolio relationship and her betraying him. Mm -hmm. I, well, everyone's betraying. And I feel bad because I feel like he's actually a good person. He's a good guy. And he's doing right by Rosalind by... I mean, he's kind of saved her, and he looked out for her before he looked out for himself. And everyone he's turning to is turning on him, except for the one person he never thought would he would. Be there. Yeah, he would find comfort in, and I mean, that's his his wife now. I think he's always had pure intentions. I agree. It's just that people don't see it that way; they read it from another perspective. And I think the same for Rosalind. I think they're both doing what they think is best to do yet because everyone else is so motivated by death and the fire between the families. They're mixed they're, up in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, so they rode off in the sunset together. <laughs> and now we have to find out what happens. Cause clearly now they think 
Benvolio kidnapped mm-hmm. Rosalind. So do you think I he'll, just, he'll make it that far? I wonder, like, where are they going to go? At this I don't know. point, the this... other places are on alert about the situations that's they happening. They just need to get out of Italy. Yeah. Go as far away as possible. But, I mean, in order for the show to continue, they obviously have to get caught somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll, they're will they off and solving the mystery and going to present it to everybody. Or, you know, they could be being hunted. <laughs> People are looking Easily. for them. There's just a lot left after for us to figure out in episode five. Mm-hmm. And also the mystery of how much longer we're going to have this show and how many more episodes we're going to get. Yeah, how how many were in total? I on, think six, right? So I'm on IMDb right now, my favorite website, <laughs> and I will tell you. Because I believe right now the only episodes that they have um, written up that are going to, like, they have titles. Mm-hmm. So everything's, like, episode 1.8 or, like, season 1.7, whatever. It only goes up to episode six, and that's as far as we get. They so we don't got two us- episodes to wrap this all up. Either that or they're going to let it finish out the season because it seems like they've shot all ten. Oh, okay. From what it looks like. If someone else knows anything, let us know because I, I don't know any more than the fact that it got moved and that on IMDb it's listed that they have episode five will be on July 15th and episode six will be the following week. Hmm. And that's it. Interesting. Well, so we'll the mystery see. may never be solved. Of, of any of this. <laughs> but maybe it will. Maybe it will. Hopefully. We can only hope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wrap. It's late, late. Is it Wednesday? I'm losing track of my days, It guys. is Wednesday. Normally we're Tuesday, and then before we were Thursday. But consistently will be Tuesdays, right? Yes. As far as this episode, as far as episode, as far as the show goes, mm-hmm. we'll be on Tuesdays at 10. Cool. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, keep us posted. If you find out any more news about the show or if you had any other comments about this episode, be sure to comment below. Uh, like everything on this uh, channel and subscribe to After Buzz TV and you can listen to our podcast as well. Again, my name is Candace Cruz. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Candace R. Cruz. And I'm Olivia Gabray, also known as the Real OG. She's a Real OG. We're the OGs for the evening. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 